4. Is dextrorotatory to the plane of polarized light. The preparation of invert sugar by the acid process consists in treating the cane sugar in solution with a little mineral acid, removing the excess of the latter by means of chalk, and concentrating to a thick syrup. The yeast process Thompson's, which makes use of the inverting power of one of the enzymes invertase contained in ordinary yeast, is interesting. The cane sugar solution is pitched with yeast at about 55 degrees C and at this comparatively high temperature the inversion proceeds rapidly, and fermentation is practically impossible. When this operation is completed, the whole liquid including the yeast is run into the boiling contents of the copper. This method is more sweet to the preparation of invert in the brewery itself than the acid process, which is almost exclusively used in special sugar works. Glucose, which is one of the constituents of invert sugar, is largely used by itself in brewing. It island however, never prepared from invert sugar for this purpose, but directly from starch by means of acid. By the action of dilute boiling acid on starch the latter is rapidly converted first into a mixture of dextrin and maltose and then into glucose. The proportions of glucose, dextrin and maltose present in a commercial glucose depend very much on the duration of the boiling, the strength of the acid, and the extent of the pressure at which the starch is converted. In England the materials from which glucose is manufactured are generally sago, rice and purified maize. In Germany potatoes form the most common raw material, and in America purified Indian corn is ordinarily employed. Hop substitutes, as a rule, are very little used. They mostly consist of quassia, gentian and chamomile, and these substitutes are quite harmless per southeast, but impart an unpleasantly rough and bitter taste to the beer. Preservatives, these are generally, in fact almost universally, employed nowadays for draft ales, to a smaller extent for stock ales. The light beers in vogue today are less alcoholic, more lightly hopped, and more quickly brewed than the beers of the last generation and in this respect are somewhat less stable and more likely to deteriorate than the latter were. The preservative in part replaces the alcohol and the hop extract, and shortens the brewing time. The preservatives mostly used are the bisulfites of lime and potash, and these, when employed in small quantities, are generally held to be harmless. Brewing Operations The general scheme of operations in an English brewery will be readily understood if reference be made to Figure 1 which represents an eight-quarter brewery on the gravitation system, the principle of which is that all materials to be employed are pumped or hoisted to the highest point required, to start with, and that subsequently no further pumping or hoisting is required. The materials in the shape of water, malt, wort or hops, and C, being conveyed from one point to another by the force of gravity, the malt, which is hoisted to the top floor, after cleaning and grating is conveyed to the malt mill, where it is crushed, thence the ground malt, or grist as it is now called, passes to the grist hopper, and from the latter to the mashing machine, in which it is intimately mixed with hot water from the hot liquor vessel, from the mashing machine the mixed grist and liquor pass to the mash tun, where the starch of the malt is rendered soluble, from the mash tun the clear wort passes to the copper, where it is boiled with hops, from the copper the boiled wort passes to the hop bath where the insoluble hop constituents are separated from the wort, from the hop back the wort passes to the cooler, from the latter to the refrigerator, thence for the purpose of enabling the revenue officers to assess the duty to the collecting vessel, and finally to the fermenting vessels, in which the wort is transformed into green beer, the latter is then cleansed, and finally racked and stored, it will be seen from the above that brewing consists of seven distinct main processes, 
which may be classed as follows, 1 grinding, 2 mashing, 3 boiling, 4 cooling, 5 fermenting, 6 cleansing, 7 racking and storing, grinding, in most modern breweries the malt passes, on its way V.04 P.0509 from the bins to the mill, through a cleaning and grading apparatus, and then through an automatic measuring machine, the mills, which exist in a variety of designs, are of the smooth roller type, and are so arranged that the malt is crushed rather than ground, if the malt is ground too fine, difficulties arise in regard to efficient drainage in the mash tun and subsequent clarification, on the other hand, if the crushing is too coarse the subsequent extraction of soluble matter in the mash tun is incomplete, and an inadequate yield results, mashing is a process which consists mainly in extracting, by means of water at an adequate temperature, the soluble matters pre-existent in the malt, and in converting the insoluble starch and a great part of the insoluble nitrogenous compounds into soluble and partly fermentable products, mashing island without a doubt, the most important of the brewing processes, for it is largely in the mash tun that the character of the beer to be brewed is determined, in modern practice the malt and the mashing, liquor, i.e. water are introduced into the mash tun simultaneously, by means of the mashing machine figure 2, this is generally a cylindrical metal vessel, commanding the mash tun and provided with a central shaft and screw. The grist as the crushed malt is called enters the mashing machine from the grist case above, and the liquor is introduced at the back. The screw is rotated rapidly, and so a thorough mixture of the grist and liquor takes place as they travel along the mashing machine. The mash tun figure 2 is a large metal or wooden vessel, fitted with a false bottom composed of plates perforated with numerous small holes or slits. See. This arrangement is necessary in order to obtain a proper separation of the wort, as the liquid portion of the finished mash is called from the spent grains. The mash tun is also provided with a stirring apparatus the rakes so that the grist and liquor may be intimately mixed and an automatic sprinkler. The sparker figure 2, B and figure 3, which is employed in order to wash out the wort remaining in the grains. The sparker consists of a number of hollow worms radiating from a common center and pierced by a number of small perforations. The common central vessel from which the sparge arms radiate is mounted in such a manner that it rotates automatically when a stream of water is admitted, so that a constant fine spray covers the whole ton when the sparker is in operation. There are also pipes for admitting liquor to the bottom of the ton, and for carrying the wort from the latter to the enderback, or copper. The grist and liquor having been introduced into the ton either by means of the mashing machine or separately, the rakes are set going so that the mash may become thoroughly homogeneous, and after a short time the rakes are stopped and the mash allowed to rest, usually for a period of about two hours. After this, taps are set, i.e. communication is established between the mash tun and the vessel into which the word runs and the sparker is started. In this manner the whole of the word or extract is separated from the grains. The quantity of water employed island in all, from two to three barrels to the quarter 336 pounds of malt. In considering the process of mashing, one might almost say the process of brewing. It is essential to remember that the type and quality of the beer to be produced sea malt depends almost entirely on the kind of malt employed, and beyond the mashing temperature. In other words, quality may be controlled on the kiln or in the mash tun, or both. Viewed in this light, the following theoretical methods for preparing different types of beer are possible. 1. High kiln heats and high mashing temperatures. 2. High kiln heats and low mashing temperatures, 3. Low kiln heats and high mashing temperatures, and 4. Low kiln heats and low mashing temperatures. In practice all these combinations, 
together with many intermediate ones, are met with, and it is not too much to say that the whole science of modern brewing is based upon them. It is plain, then, that the mashing temperature will depend on the kind of beer that is to be produced, and on the kind of malt employed. For stouts and black beers generally, a mashing temperature of 148 degrees to 150 degrees F is most usual, for pale or stock ales, 150 degrees to 154 degrees F, and for mild running beers, 154 degrees to 149 degrees F. The range of temperatures employed in brewing English beers is a very limited one as compared with foreign mashing methods, and does not range further, practically speaking, than from 140 degrees to 160 degrees F. The effect of higher temperatures is chiefly to cripple the enzyme or ferment diastase, which, as already said, is the agent which converts the insoluble starch into soluble dextrin, sugar and intermediate products. The higher the mashing temperature, the more the diastase will be crippled in its action, and the more dextrin is non-fermentable matter as compared with maltose fermentable sugar will be formed. A pale or stock ale, which is a type of beer that must be dry and that will keep, requires to contain a relatively high proportion of dextrin and little maltose, and, in its preparation, therefore, a high mashing temperature will be employed. On the other hand, a mild running ale, which is a full, sweet beer, intended for rapid consumption, will be obtained by means of low mashing temperatures, which produce relatively little dextrin, but a good deal of maltose, i.e. sweet and readily fermentable matter. Diastase is not the only enzyme present in malt. There is also a ferment which renders a part of the nitrogenous matter soluble. This again is affected by temperature in much the same way as diastase. Low heats tend to produce much non-coagulable V.04P.0510 nitrogenous matter, which is undesirable in a stock beer, as it tends to produce fret and side fermentations. With regard to the kind of malt and other materials employed in producing various types of beer, pale ales are made either from pale malt generally a mixture of English and fine foreign, such as Smyrna, California only, or from pale malt and a little flaked maize, rice invert sugar or glucose, running beers mild ale are made from a mixture of pale and amber malts, sugar and flaked goods, stout, from a mixture of pale, amber and roasted black malts only, or with the addition of a little sugar or flaked maize, when raw grain is employed, the process of mashing is slightly modified, the maize, rice or other grain is usually gelatinized in a vessel called a converter or cooker entirely separated from the mashed tun by means of steam at a relatively high temperature, mostly with, but occasionally without, the addition of some malt meal. After about half an hour the gelatinized mass is mixed with the main mash, and this takes place shortly before taps are set. This is possible inasmuch as the starch, being already in a highly disintegrated condition, is very rapidly converted. By working on the limited decoction system see below, it is possible to make use of a fair percentage of raw grain in the mash tun proper thus doing away with the converter entirely. The filter press process, the ordinary mash tun process, as described above, possesses the disadvantage that only coarse grists can be employed. This entails loss of extract in several ways. To begin with, the sparking process is at best a somewhat inefficient method for washing out the last portions of the wort. And again, when the malt is at all hard or steely, starch conversion is by no means complete. These disadvantages are overcome by the filter press process, which was first introduced into Great Britain by the Belgian engineer Pimera. The malt, 
in this method of brewing, is ground quite fine, and although an ordinary mash tun may be used for mashing, the separation of the clear wort from the solid matter takes place in the filter press, which retains the very finest particles with ease. It is also a simple matter to wash out the wort from the filter cake in the presses, and experience has shown that markedly increased yields are thus obtained. In the writer's opinion, there is little doubt that in the future this, or a similar process, will find a very wide application. Boiling, from the mashed on the wort passes to the copper, if it is not possible to arrange the plant so that the coppers are situated beneath the mash tons as is the case in breweries arranged on the gravitation system, an intermediate collecting vessel the underback is interposed, and from this the wort is pumped into the copper, the latter is a large copper vessel heated by direct fire or steam, modern coppers are generally closed in with a dome-shaped head, but many old-fashioned open coppers are still to be met with, in fact pale ale brewers prefer open coppers, in the closed type the wort is frequently boiled under slight pressure. When the wort has been raised to the boil, the hops or a part thereof are added, and the boiling is continued generally from an hour to three hours, according to the type of beer. The objects of boiling, briefly put, are, one sterilization of the wort, two extraction from the hops of substances that give flavor and aroma to the beer, three the coagulation and precipitation of a part of the nitrogenous matter the coagulable albuminoids, which, if left in would cause cloudiness and fret, and see, in the finished beer, for the concentration of the wort, at least three distinct substances are extracted from the hops in boiling, first, the hop tannin, which, combining with a part of the proteids derived from the malt, precipitates them, second, the hop resin, which acts as a preservative and bitter, third, the hop oil, to which much of the fine aroma of beer is due, the latter is volatile, and it is customary, Therefore, not to add the whole of the hops to the wort when it commences to boil, but to reserve about a third until near the end of the copper stage. The quantity of hops employed varies according to the type of beer, from about 3 pounds to 15 pounds per quarter 336 pounds of malt. For mild ales and porters about 3 to 4 pounds for light pale ales and light stouts 6 to 10 pounds and for strong ales and stouts 9 to 15 pounds of hops are employed. Cooling. When the wort has boiled the necessary time, it is turned into the hop back to settle. A hop back is a wooden or a metal vessel, fitted with a false bottom of perforated plates, the latter retain the spent hops, the wort being drawn off into the coolers. After resting for a brief period in the hop back, the bright wort is run into the coolers. The cooler is a very shallow vessel of great area, and the result of the exposure of the hot wort to a comparatively large volume of air is that a part of the hop constituents and other substances contained in the wort are rendered insoluble and are precipitated. It was formerly considered absolutely essential that this hot aeration should take place, but in many breweries nowadays coolers are not used, the wort being run direct from the hop back to the refrigerator. There is much to be said for this procedure as the exposure of hot wort in the cooler is attended with much danger of bacterial and wild yeast infection, but it is still a moot point whether the cooler or its equivalent can be entirely dispensed with for all classes of beers. A rational alteration would appear to be to place the cooler in an airtight chamber supplied with purified and sterilized air. This principle has already been applied to the refrigerator, and apparently with success. In America the cooler is frequently replaced by a cooling tank an enclosed vessel of some depth, capable of artificial aeration, it is not practicable, in any case, to cool the wort sufficiently on the cooler to bring it to the proper temperature for the fermentation stage, and for this purpose, 
Therefore, the refrigerator is employed. There are several kinds of refrigerators, the main distinction being that some are vertical, others horizontal, but the principle in each case is much the same, and consists in allowing a thin film or stream of work to trickle over a series of pipes through which cold water circulates. Figure 5. Play I shows refrigerators, employed in Mesros Alzop's Lager Beer Brewery, that work, fermenting, by the process of fermentation the wort is converted into beer. By the action of living yeast cell C fermentation the sugar contained in the wort is split up into alcohol and carbonic acid, and a number of subsidiary reactions occur. There are two main systems of fermentation, the top fermentation system, which is that employed in the United Kingdom, and the bottom fermentation system, which is that used for the production of beers of the continental, lager, type. The wort, generally at a temperature of about 60 degrees F this applies to all the systems excepting BC below in which the temperature is higher, is pitched with liquid yeast or barm, as it is often called at the rate of, according to the type and strength of the beer to be made, 1 to 4 pounds to the barrel. After a few hours a slight froth or scum makes its appearance on the surface of the liquid. At the end of a further short period this develops into a light curly mass cauliflower or curly head, which gradually becomes lighter and more solid in appearance, and is then known as rocky head. This in its turn shrinks to a compact mass the yeasty head which emits great bubbles of gas with a hissing sound. At this point the cleansing of the beer i.e. the separation of the yeast from the liquid has fairly commenced, and it is let down except in the skimming and Yorkshire systems see below into the ponds or unions, as the case may be. During fermentation the temperature rises considerably, and in order to prevent an excessive temperature being obtained 70-75 degrees F should be the maximum the fermenting vessels are fitted with a temperatures i.e. a system of pipes through which cold water may be run. Cleansing. In England the methods of applying the top fermentation system may be classified as follows, of a cleansing system, a skimming system, B dropping system ponds or ordinary dropping system, C burden union system, B the Yorkshire stone square system, A in the skimming system the fermentation from start to finish takes place in wooden vessels termed squares or rounds. Fitted within a temperator and a parachute or other similar skimming device for removing or skimming the yeast at the end of the fermentation figure 4. The principle of be the dropping system is that the beer undergoes only the main fermentation in the round or square and is then dropped down into a second vessel or vessels in which fermentation and cleansing are completed. The Pontu system of dropping, which is now somewhat old-fashioned, consists in discharging the beer into a series of vat-like vessels fitted with a peculiarly shaped overflow lip. The yeast works its way out of the vessel over the lip, and then flows into a gutter and is collected. The pontus are kept filled with beer by means of a vessel placed at a higher level. In the ordinary dropping system the partly fermented beer is let down from the squares and rounds into a large vessels, termed dropping or skimming backs. These are fitted with a temperatures and parachutes for the removal of yeast, in much the same way as in the skimming system. As a rule the parachute covers the whole width of the back. See the Burton Union system is really unimproved Pontu system. A series of casks, supplied with beer at the cleansing stage from a feed vessel, are mounted so that they may rotate axially. Each cask is fitted within a temperator, a pipe and cock at the base for the removal of the finished beer and bottoms, and lastly with a swan neck fitting through a gun hole and commanding a common gutter. This system yields excellent results for certain classes of beers and many Burton brewers think it is essential for obtaining V.04P.0511 the Burton character. Figure 6 play I.I. 
shows the process in operation in Mesra's Alzop's brewery, be the stone square system, which is only used to a certain extent exclusively in the north of England, practically consists in pumping the fermenting wort from one to the other of two superimposed square vessels, connected with one another by means of a manhole and a valve. These squares are built of stone and kept very cool. At the end of the fermentation the yeast after closing the manhole is removed from the top square, racking, and see. After the fermentation and cleansing operations are completed, the beer is racked off sometimes after passing a few hours in a settling tank into storage vessels or trade casks. The finest, stock, and, pale, ales are stored from six weeks to three months prior to going out. But, running, beers mild ales, and see are frequently sent out of the brewery within a week or ten days of mashing. It is usual to add some hops in cask. This is called dry hopping in the case of many of the better beers, running beers, which must be put into condition rapidly, or beers that have become flat, are generally primed. Priming consists in adding a small quantity of sugar solution to the beer in cask. This rapidly ferments and so produces condition, fining, as a very light article is desired nowadays and this has to be provided in a short time. Artificial means must be resorted to, in order to replace the natural fining or brightening which storage brings about. Finings generally consist of a solution or semi-solution of isinglass in sour beer, or in a solution of tartaric acid or of sulfurous acid. After the finings are added to the beer and the barrels have been well rolled, the finings slowly precipitate or work out through the bunghole and carry with them the matter which would otherwise render the beer turbid. Bottling. Formerly it was the general custom to brew a special beer for bottling, and this practice is still continued by some brewers. It is generally admitted that the special brew, matured by storage and inadequate secondary fermentation, produces the best beer for bottling, but the modern taste for a very light and bright bottled beer at a low cost has necessitated the introduction of new methods. The most interesting among these is the chilling and carbonating system. In this the beer, when it is ripe for racking, is first chilled, that island cooled to a very low temperature. As a result, there is an immediate deposition of much matter which otherwise would require prolonged time to settle. The beer is then filtered and so rendered quite bright. And finally, in order to produce immediate condition, is carbonated, i.e. impregnated under pressure with carbon dioxide carbonic acid gas. For in brewing and beers, the system of brewing which differs most widely from the English infusion and top fermentation method is the decoction and bottom fermentation system, so widely employed, chiefly on the continent of Europe, for the production of beers of the lager type. The method pursued in the decoction system is broadly as follows, after the grist has been mashed with cold water until a homogeneous mixture ensues, sufficient hot water is introduced into the mash tun to raise the temperature to 85-100 degrees F according to circumstances. Thereupon, about one-third of the mash including the goods is transferred to the Mach-Kessel mash copper, in which it is gradually brought to a temperature of about 165 degrees F and this heat is maintained until the mash becomes transparent. The dikmacha, as this portion is called, is then raised to the boil and the ebullition sustained between a quarter and three quarters of an hour. Just sufficient of the dikmacha is returned to the mash tun proper to raise the temperature of the hole to a 111-125 degrees F and after a few minutes a third is again withdrawn and treated as before. To form the second thick mash, when the latter has been returned to the mash tun the hole is thoroughly worked up, allowed to stand in order that the solids may deposit, and then another third called the liter or clear mash is withdrawn. 
boiled until the coagulable albuminoids are precipitated, and finally reconvened to the mash tun, where the mashing is continued for some time, the final heat being rather over 160 degrees F. The word, after boiling with hops and cooling, much as in the English system, is subjected to the peculiar system of fermentation called bottom fermentation. In this system the pitching and fermentation take place at a very low temperature and, compared with the English system, in very small vessels, the fermenting cellars are maintained at a temperature of about 37-38 degrees F and the temperature of the fermenting wort does not rise above 50 degrees F. The yeast, which is of a different type from that employed in the English system, remains at the bottom of the fermenting tun, and hence is derived the name of bottom fermentation, sea fermentation. The primary fermentation lasts about 11 to 12 days as compared with 3 days on the English system, and the beer is then run into store lager casks where it remains at a temperature approaching the freezing point of water for 6 weeks to 6 months, according to the time of the year and the class of the beer. As to the relative character and stability of decoction and infusion beers, the latter are, as a rule, more alcoholic, but the former contain more inferment malt extract, and are therefore broadly speaking, more nutritive. Beers of the German type are less heavily hopped and more peptonized than English beers, and more highly charged with carbonic acid, which, owing to the low fermentation and storing temperatures, is retained for a comparatively long time and keeps the beer in condition. On the other hand, infusion beers are of a more stable and stimulating character. It is impossible to keep lager beer on draft in the ordinary sense of the term in England. It will not keep unless placed on ice, and, as a matter of fact, the condition of lager is dependent to a far greater extent on the methods of distribution and storage than is the case with infusion beers. If a cask is opened it must be rapidly consumed, indeed it becomes undrinkable within a very few hours. The gas escapes rapidly when the pressure is released, the temperature rises, and the beer becomes flat and mawkish. In Germany every publican is bound to have an efficient supply of ice the latter frequently being delivered by the brewery together with the beer. In America the common system of brewing is one of infusion mashing combined with bottom fermentation. The method of mashing, however, though on infusion lines, differs appreciably from the English process. A very low initial heat about 100 degrees F at which the mash remains for about an hour, is employed. After this the temperature is rapidly raised to a 153-156 degrees F by running in the boiling cooker mash i.e. raw grain worth from the converter. After a period the temperature is gradually increased to about 165 degrees F. The very low initial heat, and the employment of relatively large quantities of readily transformable malt adjuncts, enable the American brewer to make use of a class of malt which would be considered quite unfit for brewing in an English brewery. The system of fermentation is very similar to the continental, lager, system, and the beer obtained bears some resemblance to the German product. To the English palate it is somewhat flavorless, but it is always retailed in exceedingly brilliant condition and at a proper temperature. There can be little doubt that every nation evolves a type of beer most sweet to its climate and the temperament of the people, and in this respect the modern American beer is no exception. In regard to plant and mechanical arrangements generally, the modern American breweries may serve as an object lesson to the European brewer. Although there are certainly a number of breweries in the United Kingdom which need not fear comparison with the best American plants, it is a sign of the times and further evidence as to the growing taste for a lighter type of beer, that lager brewing in its most modern form has now fairly taken root in Great Britain, 
and in this connection the process introduced by Mesros Alzop exhibits many features of interest. The following is a brief description of the plant and the methods employed. The wort is prepared on infusion lines, and is then cooled by means of refrigerated brine before passing to a temporary store tank, which serves as a gauging vessel. From the latter the wort passes directly to the fermenting tons, huge closed cylindrical vessels made of sheet steel and coated with glass enamel. There the wort ferments under reduced pressure, the carbonic acid generated being removed by means of a vacuum pump, and the gas thus withdrawn is replaced by the introduction of cool sterilized air. The fermenting cellars are kept at 40 degrees F. The yeast employed is a pure culture C fermentation bottom yeast, but the withdrawal of the products of yeast metabolism and the constant supply of pure fresh air cause the fermentation to proceed far more rapidly than is the case with lager beer brewed on ordinary lines. It island in fact, finished in about six days, thereupon the air supply is cut off. The green beer again cooled to 40 degrees FNV.04P.051 to then conveyed by means of filtered air pressure to the store tanks, where secondary fermentation, lasting three weeks, takes place. The gases evolved are allowed to collect under pressure, so that the beer is thoroughly charged with the carbonic acid necessary to give it condition. Finally the beer is again cooled, filtered, racked and bottled, the whole of these operations taking place under counter pressure so that no gas can escape, indeed, from the time the wort leaves the copper to the moment when it is bottled in the shape of beer, it does not come into contact with the outer air. The preparation of the Japanese beer sake QV is of interest. The first stage consists in the preparation of koji, which is obtained by treating steamed rice with a culture of aspergillus orizi. This microorganism converts the starch into sugar. The koji is converted into moto by adding it to a thin paste of fresh boiled starch in a vet. Fermentation is set up and lasts for 30 to 40 days. The third stage consists in adding more rice and koji to the moto, together with some water. A secondary fermentation, lasting from 8 to 10 days, ensues. Subsequently the whole is filtered, heated and run into casks, and is then known as sake. The interest of this process consists in the fact that a single microorganism a mold is able to exercise the combined functions of